This is the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. I'm Trisha Clark, your host, cooking coach, and kitchen mentor. We're here to talk about all things food, wine, travel, cocktails, and mealtime memories. So many memories are made around the table. We all know mealtime can be stressful, full of chaos and mayhem, but it's also the universal connector, a catalyst for communication and connection, and a time to create magic and memories. So many of our memories are tied to food, and I can't wait to share some of those stories with you here. I'm here to share ideas, inspiration, and stories to help you experience mealtime with a dash of magic and just a sprinkle of mayhem. You can expect new episodes weekly, including a mixture of interviews, personal stories, and some fun conversations about our adventures and misadventures in the kitchen and around the table. I hope you walk away feeling inspired to try something new in your kitchen or around your table to create more connection with your friends, family, and beyond. Thanks for being here. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mealtime Magic and Mayhem. So today I'm excited to welcome Kim Parkinson. She is another one of my biz besties, an amazing podcast producer, and really the the brains behind this Mealtime Magic and Mayhem machine, if we're being honest. But we will let her tell you more about her later. But I wanted to give you a little bit of an intro, and then we're going to talk all things cocktails and fun. So Kim is really an entrepreneur at heart. She began with a career in the craft industry, which is one of those things we found we had in common was the craftiness. But in the mid 2010s, she owned her own craft store, which led to being a host on a TV show. And then through the experience of being an executive producer on that show, coupled with her musician husband, was really leading her down the path towards podcasting, even if she didn't know it until 2020. But since 2020, Kim has gone on to edit and produce over 600 episodes for several clients. And in late 2022, she began the journey to start her own agency, where she and her team are now working together to help spiritually led women entrepreneurs through the world of podcasting, much like this one. She believes we all have a message and it's time for the world to hear it. So Kim, I'm super excited to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. I feel like you and I could talk all things entertaining and cocktails for days on end. So I'm going to attempt to keep my ADD brain focused today, but we're just going to see where the conversation takes us. I love cocktails. And so far, all the episodes that we've done have really focused on on food and our relationships with food. And to me, cocktails just bring a different element of fun. But before we get started on that, I love to start every interview with a fun question. And your question today is, is there a holiday tradition that you dread? I'm going to say the issue here isn't necessarily that I dread it. It's just I get overwhelmed. That brings on some dread, I guess, right? So I host not only Easter, but also Christmas Eve. And while I love both of them, the lead up to that is is dreadful. <laughs> it's just a lot of making of different foods, a lot of preparation of getting the house clean and entertainment worthy. And especially like for the Easter one, getting all of those eggs filled for all of the nieces and nephews so that I can throw them out into the yard. It's, yeah, I would say... That does cause me to to have a cocktail or two. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? If every party, and I believe every family gathering is better with a cocktail, or if you're not a drinker, that's cool too. There are plenty of fun mocktails out there. And now there's like a whole line of, I'm going to call them alcohol-free spirits, right? That are supposed to be like calming mocktails to really prep you for, you know, those harried moments of entertaining. So one of my favorite things to do is to create signature cocktails for people. And I really think I'm going to develop a quiz that is like, if your personality had a signature cocktail, what would it be? And I haven't thought through all the crazy questions, but I think it could be super fun quiz. But I know we're working on one for you. Do you want to share kind of the flavor profiles you've challenged me with? Ooh, I think I challenged you with, oh my gosh, I've, I've gotten all of them, but I think definitely orange was in it, right? Mm-hmm. Or an orange color, right? Orange Contro yes. maybe? Yeah. 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 I do love it. And did I also give you St. Germain? Did I give you that you, one too? You did give me St. Germain. I haven't come up with quite the right concoction yet, but I feel like we're going to have some bourbon and some orange mm-hmm. in there. And because you love St. Germain, I found a new, a new liqueur, well, new to me anyway, called Italicus. And Mm. I think that it might be a great sub in the cocktail that we're, that we're concocting because it is rose and bergamot. So you get those floral notes like you get in the St. Germain, but it has have that orange, you know, the bergamot is really the orange peel. And so you really get the sense of both of those, that floral and the orange, and combined with a bourbon or a whiskey, actually, I found that you can combine Italicus with any spirit and it it's fabulous. Yeah, it's really, really versatile. It's also on the sweeter side. So what I've also found is that you don't have to add as much sugar to the cocktail. So you don't need to add as much simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So what I'm playing with right now is some bourbon and some Italicus for the creative podcasting signature cocktail. But I could come up with a clever name. If anybody's listening... And you have some brilliant name ideas for orange, rose, bergamot, and bourbon. And you can come up with a clever name that goes with podcasting. I'd love to hear it. Send me a message. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. But I think we're close. I think we're close. I love that. I have not heard of the Italica. Yeah. I've not heard of that. I've heard of Metallica, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not that one. I just, I love those flavor profiles. So I'm very interested to find that. I've not heard of it. I'm, I'm excited to try something new. Yay. Yeah. We're going to, hopefully you can find it. I had a really hard time finding it in Arkansas, and but I did find it in Missouri. Now you probably don't have weird liquor laws like we do in Arkansas. So you can probably order it even if you can't find it locally. Yeah. I can't have any liquor shipped into my state. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. very bizarre. Very bizarre. Okay, so let's talk cocktails. Yeah. Tell me your favorite spirits. I know you said you like a good bourbon, but the other day you mentioned something else. And I was like, oh, I thought her favorite was bourbon. Yeah. You know, I move around a lot <laughs> and my I experiment a lot. So my very favorite drink is made at a local pub and it's called the Toll House Teeny. Oh. And I only get it there. My husband has tried to recreate it. It's not been very super successful. He does a good job, but there's something in it that's not quite right. But the pub is located in the town of Whitman, which is the home of the chocolate chip cookie. Mm. And so they came up with this signature cocktail for their pub called the Toll House Teeny. And they did change it for a few months, a couple of like maybe about a year ago. 
And so now whenever I go and I order, I'm like, is it the creamy kind or the clear kind? Because I only drink the clear kind. That was my next question for you is whether it was a creamy one or a clear one, because that does definitely change the direction of the way I would think to recreate it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like making cocktails is like, it's like playing mad scientist for me as an adult. And as a kid, I loved playing mad scientist. Unfortunately, it was with cleaning ingredients, which was not safe, but you know, I... (laughs) had no supervision. So nobody knew and nobody cared until I stained the carpet or ruined a piece of furniture. I'm definitely not like a professionally trained bartender, but I love playing with mixology. And it's just another way of playing with flavors that really tap into all of your senses, right? Because I do think that drinks have texture, Mm -hmm. you know, that's taste, texture, scent, right? All of those things really can add to the complex flavors and nuances of a cocktail. But I think when we hear craft cocktails, we think everything has to be super complicated. And that means like all these bells and whistles and 10,000 ingredients. And the truth is it really doesn't have to be all of that. And so for me, it's really about playing with that at home and figuring out how to duplicate some of those flavors. Is it going to be exactly like the fancy craft cocktail I get in the bar? Probably not. Those people are trained. They make them day in and day out, right? I do this more for fun and and like to think that I can help that aspiring home bartender, if you will, that likes to entertain or somebody who even just wants to make their own random drink. But I think about the Toll House Teeny, I feel like there has to be, and you said it's clear or just not creamy. It's clear. It is clear. clear. And it has chocolate chips at the bottom of the martini glass. Interesting. So they're definitely Mm -hmm. probably using... The white creme de cocoa. I do think so. And there is a vodka in it. Okay. Vanilla vodka, creme de cocoa. There's got to be something to give it that. I don't know. When I think of chocolate chip cookies, I think of those flavors of like brown sugar. But it mm-hmm. could that could be in the simple syrup. It could be a demerara or a brown sugar simple syrup. It could be adding some of that. Oh, yeah. He didn't make that. So that could be. Hmm. So the other thing I'll tell you, like, if you just want to play with a few different variations is I discovered a cookie dough ball whiskey. I love that. I have some. Do you? Okay. (laughs) I do. I have actually, uh, I just bought, I just bought another bottle because (laughs) I thought we were out. My son is home from the Marines. And so of course, being a Marine, he, he does partake in his libations and he likes to try different types of things. As a matter of fact, All of mom's whiskey seems to go well with milk, which doesn't sound right, but Uh, it does if you like milk and cookies. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, and originally when he came home, we had a gingerbread whiskey in the house and he said that was amazing with milk too. So that's all gone. I'll have to wait for Christmas again. The old smoky salted caramel whiskey. Yes, I do think I have tried the Old Smoky. Yes, usually my whiskey of choice is Bird Dog, and they do make a salted caramel as well. Oh, okay. The yeah. other one I stumbled across, I can't remember the brand. If I was looking in the plethora of liquor bottles in my bar, I could probably tell you. But I want to say it wasn't oatmeal raisin, but it was an oatmeal cookie. Ooh, and I like it better nice. than the cookie dough ball, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Is that made by Screwball? I know mm-hmm. they make a peanut butter whiskey. They do. My my son loves the peanut butter one. I'm not a yeah. peanut butter fan. Not a peanut butter flavored anything fan. But okay. I'm a I'm a minority. I fully recognized where that's concerned. I think you had some questions for me about cocktails. So throw them at me and let's see yeah. what we can 
share with anybody who's listening? Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, you did a brunch and an event and I attended and this is the very first time and I am, you know, I am an older lady here and this is the first time I have ever heard of a shrub. And then I went to my local package store and I'm going to also tell you here in New England, we call them packies, (laughs) but I went to my local package store and they don't have any shrubs. They don't know what I'm talking about. So I want to know more about these shrubs. Okay. Shrubs are an additive for cocktails or a mixer for cocktails that the base starts with vinegar. So they add a really nice fresh zing. They're acidic. And so you don't want to mix them with other citrus or other highly acidic fruits, but they're really fun to experiment with, with those really, when I say spirit forward, I'm thinking like mezcal, tequila, whiskey, like they're really fun to kind of balance those out and really fun to play with. So you could do something like, I mean, I have a pineapple shrub at home that would be really good with rum. You could do something like apple shrub with whiskey. You know, I always think like, you know, fireside cinnamon, those fall flavors. I saw a recipe, I think it was on Spruce Eats, where they do a blueberry shrub and make a daiquiri, but they're also really easy to make at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're really easy to make at home. The majority are made with apple cider vinegar. You can use some with balsamic, but I'll also give you another hint. Like if you have some of those really, if you can't find shrubs and you don't want to make them, I was in an olive oil and vinegar, one of those like boutique shops, and they have all those flavored olive oils and vinegars. Mm -hmm. And they actually had a bar in their store and they would take spirits and then they would add like an ounce of this balsamic vinegar, these flavored or infused balsamic vinegars, add a little simple syrup and some like club soda. So it was a very light and refreshing cocktail. So those flavored balsamics, like I picked up one that was like an orange vanilla and another one that was mint. So like you can really have some fun with those, which is an easier way. But if you wanted to attempt to make your own shrubs, and I'm going to share an article in the show notes from Spruce Eats. It's one of my favorite blogs, but rather than try to create a whole new recipe, they do a great job of walking you through how to create or how to make your own shrubs at home. And it really comes down to two cups of fruit and two cups of vinegar and sugar. And then that ratio of vinegar and sugar really can just be adjusted to taste. And then you can add herbs and spices at like a tablespoon at a time to add some more complex flavors to it. So I will make sure that that's in the show notes, but that's that's really, I don't know where the word shrub came from. That's probably another good research project for me, but that's really what they are. They can be used in place of a simple syrup or something when you're not mixing it with other really acidic things, because then you just get a big vinegar bomb in your mouth, which is, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really wants that. And it sounds like they would be great in mocktails as well. And they would, some of them might even be good in other types of like beverages, like if you just wanted like a fancy latte or something, maybe, maybe. Mm, I don't know. You know, I haven't played with that, but I have several shrubs at home and I'm, you've just inspired me to start playing with them a little bit more. I did try adding them when we were doing the mimosa bar and I was just kind of playing around. And the one that I tried with the mimosa, and again, because there was juice in it, even though I didn't put very much, for me, it was too vinegary. And so what I will tell you is you try different shrubs because all of that vinegar and sugar is so much to taste. 
they're not all created equal. And so some are much more vinegary on one end and some are sweeter. And so you, you do kind of have to play with them and kind of find your find your sweet spot. They're not something I use a lot of, but they're something I've played with a little bit. Now, when you go shopping for your, your local shrub, mm-hmm. <laughs> where in the liquor store do you find it? They're usually with the mixers, the bitters, uh, the simple syrups. They would be there if they carry them. I can also give you a couple of websites that have some. I've never looked on Amazon for shrubs, but we have a local company in Arkansas called Pink House Alchemy, but I know they also ship and they have an online store. They have a fabulous line of really interesting, simple syrups and bitters and shrubs. And the pineapple one I was talking about, they have one. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be sure to drop that link in the show notes as well. The label looks like PH Alchemy. It stands for Pink House. I'm wondering if it is a, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm wondering if it is regional. Oh, like if shrubs themselves are regional. Yeah, the name, maybe we call it something different here. I don't know, because we have a couple of larger liquor stores around here, and I did go over and take a look, and I couldn't find anything called a shrub in any of them. So that's why I was was very intrigued to know more about this, because I love vinegar. Absolutely love vinegar. I actually would drink it straight up. I'm terrible. (laughs) Well, then I really think rather than going down the road of finding shrubs, I would recommend that you find some of those really good infused vinegars and play with those with the spirits that you already have versus trying to figure out how to, I mean, they've done so much of the work, work for you when it comes to doing them at home. I just happen to have a couple of bottles from some cocktail kits. The other thing I'll say is there's a couple of companies out there. And again, depending on where you live, you can order a box that just has all the amenities or you can order a box that has the liquor. But there are two companies out there that I'll drop in the show notes. One is called Shaker and Spoon. Mm -hmm. And the other one is called Cocktail Courier. And you sign up. It's a membership. It's a subscription program. And they have great Facebook groups with, I mean, active people with all kinds playing with all kinds of of cocktail ideas. It's super fun. But every month you get a box and it has a theme. So maybe it's a gin theme or maybe it's a summer flavors theme. Depends on the company and what's going on. Shaker and Spoon was very much spirit focused in terms of the theme. And so one month you would get a box that was focused on gin and you would get four cocktail recipes, no, three cocktail recipes and each and, and all the things to make the cocktail except for the spirits themselves. And everything that they sent you would make a batch of four cocktails. And so you get 12 cocktails out of a box, but you get the little bottles of simple syrup, the shrubs, the bitters. It's really a great way to start playing with those flavors and understanding what you do and don't like before you start buying a ton of different Mm. types of bitters and shrubs and all of those things before you find the brands and the flavors that you really like mixing together. I found it to be a really incredible way of kind of opening my mind up to all the things that you could mix when I would kind of get locked in in a zone of like, I have to follow a recipe, right? Now I can keep those recipe cards and I can say like, okay, well, I know that they recommended this gin, but I can try a different gin or, oh, this was really good, but I don't have those bitters. But if I don't have mole bitters, I bet I could use chocolate bitters and maybe some black pepper syrup, right? It really kind of opened my eyes to how craft cocktails are created quite honestly. And while I've always loved to mix drinks and try all the craft cocktails, I think that's when I really got excited about kind of thinking about it more in terms of it's it's like making a recipe when you're cooking, right? 
Yeah. And you can really get creative with it. And you can experiment. Like you said, if you don't have exactly the right thing on hand, you can you can add something different in. It's yeah. gonna maybe change it just a little bit, but might be better. You never know. Right. Right. I think there was only one cocktail out of the shaker and spoon sets that I didn't love. And it was just too bitter for me. It wasn't anything else. But you know, a lot of people love that really bitter Amaro flavor. And I think the only one I didn't like was just a really bitter drink. And I've loved every other cocktail that I've gotten out of that one. That's really interesting. I've heard of other types of subscription services. And I've certainly heard of, you know, the original like beer of the month club or whatnot, wine of the month club and stuff. But I have not heard of this shaker and spoon until you mentioned it during the brunch party. Yeah, And I thought that is fascinating because I just have never heard of any of those, I guess, head in the sand, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so funny that you say that because a friend of mine told me about one and I started with cocktail courier and got that for a while. And then I think, you know, like everything else, like I got sucked into a Facebook or an Instagram ad, right? Because now my phone's listening to me and all of a sudden I, you know, it knows that I've got this cocktail courier kit because I texted somebody about it or talked about it. Now all of a sudden I've got these ads for, you know, liquor and stop drinking yeah. and here's your, you know, substitute. And so I was like, you know what, we'll try shaker and spoon for a while. I personally preferred shaker and spoon because I felt like you got more in the box than you Mm -hmm. did with cocktail courier. Now it was slightly more expensive too. So to each their own cocktail courier was really good. I also will say that I felt like shaker and spoon, not that it was better than cocktail courier, but I felt like you got more variety of ingredients. And so it got my creative juices going more, right? So it really kind of depends. I would say, look into both companies, try each one for a couple of months, see what you like better. I'm not even sure there may be other ones out there at this point, but I did really love being part of their their Facebook group as when I had that subscription going. The only reason I canceled it is I ended up with such a backlog of like 20 different kinds of bitters and 20 different kinds of simple syrups. And my husband was like, you literally don't have room for anything else. Like stop. Yep. And so I I paused for a while, but once I get through these, then then I'm going to have to start it back up because I, I really do think it's super fun. Oh, I love that. I'm going to give it a try. I'm gonna, yeah, absolutely. yeah, you totally should. And I should probably have an affiliate link now. You should, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what else do you have for me? All right. So you also opened my mind completely when you said, what do you put in your mimosa? And I was like, orange juice. (laughs) And you were like, no, what other flavors? And I'm like, there are other flavors of mimosa. I just assumed, I guess, that the definition of mimosa was orange juice and champagne. But you, you were like, no, you can do all these others. So my mind is like blown open about all these other flavors. And where do you get these flavors? Do you just go to the grocery store and pick these up? Like, what do you, yeah. what do you get? Yeah. What do you so get? what's funny is, so yeah, I know the traditional mimosa is it's orange juice and champagne or Prosecco or Cava or whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. Orange juice can be too acidic for me. And so I started playing with, and I would see at other restaurants where they would have a cranberry mimosa. I had a friend who is allergic to oranges. And so she would always order a cranberry mimosa. And I was like, hmm. Okay. So it's not just me, like mimosas can be more than orange juice. And so one of my favorite, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm the one who came up with this. This is just how I started changing up flavors. When we'd go to Mexico, I loved a mango mojito. And I thought, "Mm, maybe mango, you know, would be good in a mimosa. 
Or, you know what, I like orange juice. Maybe if I dial back the orange juice and I add a splash of cranberry, what is, you know, what does that taste like? And then I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. So I just started playing with different juices. And when I discovered that Simply, the Simply brand, Simply Juice brand makes a peach Mm -hmm. juice, I was like, oh my God, peaches and whiskey, I got to have that. And then I was like, huh, I love peach juice, but I can't, like, I'm not going to drink that whole jug of juice. What else can I mix it with? And I tried it with mimosa and I was like, oh, now that's the jam. So I just started playing. And so most of the juices that I use, I just get at the grocery store. Now, when it comes to mango and pear and some of those, you can get these cans, these like 12 ounce cans, like a Coke can, but you can get those cans of mango nectar, pear nectar. There's all kinds of those in the grocery store. There's a ton of them in any sort of Hispanic market that you find. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pomegranate juice, like literally you can use any juice. I prefer the Simply brand just because they feel very natural with a whole lot less additives to me than a lot of the other juices, but you can literally use anything. Nice. Okay. Well, that makes much more sense because again, None of that was at my liquor store when I went. <laughs> but I definitely know that they have flavors of different Simply juices at, yeah. my, at my grocery store. And I okay. have definitely seen the mango nectar and the other nectars in the international aisle. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So the other thing is I went to a restaurant in St. Louis called Squires and they have this bottomless mimosa bar and Bloody Mary bar. And like, you got to pick a lane, you got to pick mimosas or the Bloody Mary. Like yeah. it's not, you know, otherwise being real, real to hurt, but yeah. it's this huge buffet. And one side is focused on mimosas and what's even, you got me all excited about the mimosa bar again, because aside from the juices and all the things that you can put in your mimosa, they had like the little tiny marshmallows and fruits and cookies and shortbreads and dried fruits, gummy bears, like all these things that you could, it, it was like a snack and a drink, right? You could like fix a plate of all these snacks, or you could add all these things into your mimosa. And so that really got me thinking to a whole bunch of, along the lines of a whole bunch of other stuff from putting, you know, a couple of raspberries in the bottom of my mimosa or a gummy bear. Or when on the brunch party, we dunked a popsicle in it to flavor it and to keep it cold for like a hot summer day. And so, yeah, just get creative and just have fun with it. Because the worst case scenario is you pour some mix together, like I did with the weird shrub and you're like, "Mm, that's not good. And you pour out, you know, three ounces of drink, like a big deal. Yeah. 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 You just experiment, move on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We have also a whiskey top smoker. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen those yet. Oh, the fog hat. So the, yeah, the little smoke, I think they, ours Mm -hmm. is called a smoke top, but so we'll make an old fashioned smoked old fashioned. And so I love experimenting with different things like this. So this is like, so very up my alley to to get all these other information on all these other different ways to, to make a drink, to do something like that. Very cool. One of the easiest ways I feel like to really get started on really experimenting with those cocktails, aside from having, you know, a a selection of the basics. If I had my like core 10, like here's where I would start and here's what I would recommend in the show notes, but I'll also, you know, simple syrups. You can make your own simple syrups so easily that that's really one fun way to me to mix up an old fashioned is to change the type, change the flavor of bitters and to change, like normally they're made with like a sugar cube, right? But I'll do a bar spoon of simple syrup. So to make simple syrup at home, it is simply one cup of water and one cup of sugar. And I melt it in the microwave for five minutes, or you can do it in a saucepan. I'm lazy. I do it in the microwave. And then once that's melted and you've stirred it and it's clear, 
Then you add in a tea bag, you can add whatever you want to infuse that sugar water with Mm -hmm. and let it sit for 10 to 30 minutes, depending on how strong you want that flavor to be. So let's say you love gin or you want to add lavender to your mimosas, right? You could do a tea bag of lavender tea or lavender leaves, right? Let that sit for 30 minutes. You can also choose to like divide that simple syrup up into a, you know, two or three batches before you infuse it. So you can play with those flavors because once you make that, you know, you've got a cup and a half of simple syrup and you use a bar spoon at a time. Like you got a lot of simple syrup, save some for regular portion, some off play with some flavors. Earl gray tea makes a great simple syrup. It's fabulous in cocktails, throw in a cinnamon stick and a vanilla bean. And you've got those fall flavors that you can, you know, as I think about an old fashioned that are fabulous. Some of my favorite bitters to play with in old fashions outside of the typical Angostura orange bitters are tobacco bitters. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, which also adds kind of a nice smoky Smoky. or even again, don't marry yourself to one bitter in a drink. Mix it up. Do Mm, a little bit of orange, do a little bit of Angostura. And then try a new simple syrup and all of a sudden you've got like a whole new old fashioned. Yeah. I have actually done that. A friend brought over some black walnut bitters and yeah. 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 So I mixed those with the orange bitters to try to offset the the flavor, (laughs) but yeah, really good. Really good. So much fun. All right. So we've talked a lot about cocktails and for anybody who's listening, if you have other questions about cocktails, I would love to hear them email me, message me. I'm always game to talk about cocktails. It's really one of my favorite subjects because it makes me feel all <laughs> mad scientist. I agree. Any other I questions before you want to talk about what you have going on and anything that um, you might have another challenge coming up you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I thank you so much for answering all of my questions about cocktails because you just blew my mind with the whole mimosa thing. So I love that. So thank <laughs> you so much on that. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I actually do have a new challenge coming up or another challenge. It's not new. It's actually pretty close to the same one that you did. And that is going to be in August. And we are just going to be launching your podcast. So if you are interested in starting a podcast and you just want the basics and you want more information every day of the week, Monday through Friday, I go live and I walk you through step-by-step all the different steps you need to launch your podcast. So yeah, that challenge is coming up in August and I will get you the date. Is there a link we can share for them to register? I do. Yes, I have a link. I can give you that. Yeah, absolutely. I loved your podcast challenge. I've been thinking about launching this podcast for over a year. A previous business coach had said, have you ever thought about launching a podcast? And I was like, what in the world did I talk about? I mean, the things that we overthink are just crazy. And so I really had put it in the back of my mind until we ran into each other in a Facebook group and I heard about your challenge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to jump in this challenge and I'm going to see what's up. And then I was hooked. I was like, "I, I have to do this. You made it so simple and so easy to get started that I, I mean, this podcast wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be, oh, geez, nine weeks in I am, with this one airs. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a couple of tips for an aspiring podcaster, or let's say somebody who's already gotten started, but maybe kind of struggling, tell us a little bit outside of the challenge about the services that you offer and give new and aspiring podcasters a couple of tips on, on how to get motivated to get started. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we actually are full service. So we will do the editing for you. We will do the show notes, the audiograms. We will do even loading the YouTube if you want to go that direction too. So we don't do a ton of video editing, but we do do the audio editing and then we put that onto an image for your YouTube listeners, watchers, whatnot. But so we do it all over here at KP Creative Media. And yes, we do help spiritually aligned women entrepreneurs for the most part, although we do have a subset of architects, engineers, and construction that we help out, which is a little weird. But (laughs) interestingly enough, all of those podcasts that we help that are are in that particular industry are all owned by women companies. So still helping women, and they're all hosted by women too. So even though it is architecture, engineering, and construction, still all women talking to me all day long. Oh, I that's amazing. Cause again, you know, primarily a male, male led industry, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I really love what you do. And I'm so glad that you were here with me today. And I will talk to you soon. For anybody yeah. who's listening, check out the challenge that Kim is hosting. You won't regret it. And let us know if there's any episodes or cocktail questions you have to, you know, fuel future episodes. Okay. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go hit that follow button, subscribe, leave us a review. And if you're ready to change what mealtime looks like for you, breaking that cycle of chaos and having more fun in the kitchen, build some confidence and discover your love of cooking, schedule your free Dish with Trish call at the link in the show notes. We'll chat a few minutes and you'll walk away with personalized strategies to take your mealtime routine from tired to inspired. See you next time.